You have a mind like a goldfish. <laughs> you have a face like a goldfish. Burn! Hey everybody, welcome to Listen Money Matters. Money, it's a gas. My name is Matt and I'm here as always with Andrew. Andrew. Andrew, Andrew. How are you? And what are you doing? <laughs> uh, what, are good, you doing? what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Well, I was just laughing at that awesome burn I made at you. Yeah, well, maybe I'll put that at the beginning of the show. <laughs> Matt Gibanisi, your face is a goldfish. Uh, so, what are you drinking? Anything? No? Uh, yes? No? La- last sips of champs. All right. Champs my, is champagne, my, for sure. My, my pink champs. Uh, I'm not drinking anything, so let's move on. Today we're talking, well, today we have five questions we're going to answer from our listeners. Thank you, listeners, and we'll tell you who they are shortly. But before we do, if you have a question that you'd like us to answer on the five questions episodes that we've been doing recently, actually, I'm really enjoying these episodes, you can send your questions to listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. And we also want your submissions for catchphrases. We need a lot of catchphrases, so send them in by the bunches uh, at the beginning of the show, which is where we usually say them. You can send them in via Twitter at Money Matters Man or Facebook, Facebook.com slash listen money matters. And today's catchphrase is money, it's a gas. <laughs> From Pink Floyd's Money off of Dark Side of the Moon. We've been using those quite a bit. So let's basically every line's a quotable. Every sing- everything we say is a quotable. <laughs> Matt's face is like a goldfish. Tweet that, it. That <laughs> <laughs> That's my goldfish impression. You can't see it because it's radio. I'm great facial impressions on the radio. Right, ready? This is my rabbit impression. What the hell? Right, wait. Can I do a rabbit impression? Yeah. All right, ready? Yeah. All right, that was it. That's pretty good, idiot. You didn't even move. (laughs) Nice. Oh, so funny. Let's get started. Yes. Question number one comes from Danny D. I'm always looking for smart things to do with my money. I wanted to know if you guys could talk about your options, experiences, or knowledge of gold slash silver. Is it worth it at this time to invest in them? Uh, okay, Andrew, take it away because I have no freaking clue if that's a thing. I didn't even. Can you invest in gold and silver? Yeah, yeah. I know, but so there's like commodities you could invest in uh, pork rinds and. That's not a thing. Pork yeah. bellies, you mean? Pork pork bellies, pork bellies, pork rinds. You can invest in Pringles, individual Pringles, not cans, the actual chip. What happens if someone steps on them? Buy them now before they get stuck. I thought pork bellies is made up from uh, trading places. Is no, frozen that's... concentrated orange juice made up, though? Uh, I'm actually not sure. All right. Well, it's not. I'm sure it's real if it's. Yeah. Yeah. The, the movie seemed pretty fake. Anyways. Yeah. The reason um, you should never buy these things is because they're super risky you're saying never you're you're saying never to buy gold or silver never buy gold never buy silver never in the stock market what about in the stock what about buying gold jewelry and silver jewelry oh hey if you must i wouldn't view them as an investment by any means okay so explain why um there what can you use gold for what is gold useful for uh chains for rappers. No, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, basically, it's it's a luxury. 
Toe right? rings, wedding rings. It's like, for example, if, if you were to invest in oil, you could at least say that the whole world runs on oil and that it's running out and that it's really, really important. Mm-hmm. Gold is only important because we all collectively agreed that, ah, it's gold. Sure. It's okay. boring. And as a result of it having no real importance, but being deemed important. Like it's not really a resource. It's not, yeah, I mean, yeah. it's a resource, but it's not like a, a useful one. Yeah. And so what happens is because of this like weird scenario that it's in, it is highly speculative. Mm. So it is volatile. The, the prices go up to astronomical levels and then drop down to crazy low levels. No rhyme or reason because there's no real value to it. Let me ask, so, is it kind of mm. like Bitcoin? Yeah, it's exactly like Bitcoin. Like the idea of investing in Bitcoin. Just It's just a thing that people agreed has value. So I wouldn't do it because it's super risky. It has no practical use. Um, but if you wanted to find something to invest in, mm-hmm. uh, invest in some Vanguard funds. I outline them in uh, my ultimate investment strategy blueprint post. Or go into betterment. I mean... Anything but that, I would so say. So would you say smart things to do with this money would be Vanguard or Betterment over gold and silver? Every day of the week. So this idea, I, you know, I feel like this question kind of is like, I want to make quick money. Now, mm. tell me if I'm wrong, Danny, because, I mean, it seems like everyone's trying to make that quick buck. Oh, should yeah. I invest in this company? Because I heard they were, like, shitty, and now they're coming back up. Like, I want to make a quick buck. I, that's mm. just not... That's just not how we You need think. to do your research. And if you're going to invest in gold and silver, uh, then can you, you tell be, me? Does that mean you have to be active? I was going to say, no. I mean, you could invest long-term in gold and silver. I mean, you could attempt to. But then I would ask you, um, how are the mining operations for gold? How much mine? How much gold is being mined every year? Is it better or worse? Or, you know, uh, you'd have to know all details around the extraction of gold, you know, stuff like that. So. Mm. If you don't know that stuff, because I mean, as we say, if you're going to invest in something, you should know everything. Do your, re- do your research. Yeah. Which is one of our average investing tips. Yeah. And buy what you know. There you go. Right? Buy what you believe mm-hmm. in, sort of. If you, if you personally love gold, you know, maybe you're a very rich Italian man and you <laughs> love gold, um, then go for it. So. That's not a derogatory mark. You, you heard it from Matt. You heard it from Matt first. Buy gold if you're a rich Italian. <laughs> <laughs> now that, my friends, is an investment strategy. Uh, so that means me when I'm there rich. There you go. Except for the rich part. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Just a hairy Italian man. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Uh, so this question number. Two comes from our buddy Daniel, who says, uh, "My job offers stop stock options that allows me to buy stocks at fifteen percent less the current closing day valuation." But less I can. Than. Less, oh, I'm sorry. Let no. Well, that's what I mean. I'm reading it verbatim. I, I yeah, it was misworded. Okay, less than the current closing day valuation. Mm. But I can only buy them once a year, and I have to pay into the system until that day comes. I also cannot withdraw from this account whenever I want to only once a year. So he's saying that he has to pay. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I read this weird. 
I also cannot withdraw from this account whenever I want only once a year. Yeah. I tried to invest $75 in the Betterment a month. Would it be more beneficial to split that amount 50-50 and deposit into both of these options? Or can my money grow faster in pure, you know, his pure job stock? Right. Uh, so, mm. I'm going to say it's a bad deal already because they're going to take his money yeah. Who's this? for the whole Who's year. This? this company. This company. They're going to take his money for the whole year. And then only on some arbitrary date, it could be a date the price is really high and it could just be whatever, then they're going to invest the money. So they basically had a free loan from him, right? And uh, Oh. Yeah, and so it's 15% of an arbitrary closing date price. Um, oh, it's not on the date that he decides that he no, wants. No, because he says he has to pay into it um, all year, every, you know, until that, that day. So he doesn't even know when that day is. Yeah, I mean, maybe they know the day, but even even so, even if you knew the date was December twelfth, okay, what difference does it make? You have no idea what the price is going to be. True. Huh? Okay. And um, so first of all, you're giving them a free loan, right? And the the one of the most important lessons I learned in my life, and uh, this is like the whole story with diversica- diversification. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. I worked at Lehman Brothers, and I invested in Lehman Brothers. And when the company went down, so did my job income and my savings. So, mm. you know, if shit's going to go bad, at least have your savings in something else. It's too okay. much exposure. Well, he has 50% in betterment. Right. I mean, still, I, 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 even if I worked for Apple, I don't think I would invest in the company. It would just be, it would be my salary every year is a lot. What about like and, if he did like, you know, maybe 10% of his salary, like 20%, something small. So, okay, I'm just fine. making. I'm just playing devil's yeah, advocate. Yeah, yeah. I, I would say, okay, you were you were, you work um, for this company. Uh, how much do you really know about the company? Maybe you know a lot about the spot that you work in. Do you know about the company as a whole? How much debt they have? Like fiscal issues, you know, plans to expand, things that may disrupt the market or be disrupted. So, if you don't know these things, how could you possibly invest in the company? Right, so even if he's getting a 15% savings on each stock. Uh, the company could tank tomorrow. Yeah. It, it, or, or it could just stay flat for forever. You still need to do your research on the company, whether yeah. you work there or not. Like Working there doesn't automatically give you a pass besides this 15% off the stock. Exactly. Okay. You know such a little bit about the company. There's so much more. Okay. Yeah. So I think it's too risky um, and you probably didn't do the research. What Sorry. Do you, what, what do you think you should do, though? Do you think you should just like screw it, or do his research and then decide whether to screw it or not? I, I would say okay. I mean, say say his company was Nike, you know, and if he really believes in Nike, then he should invest in them. But to do it for the fifteen percent off, not believing in the company, I think that's yeah, that's crazy. Doing it for the sake of the fact that you work there is not a reason to invest. Mm. But also fifteen percent off the stock. You know True. what I mean? Yeah, it doesn't really mean anything. Does that mean he's automatically? Is that, but that doesn't mean you're automatically getting a fifteen percent increase. No. You know, and you still pay taxes on that. Right. All right. And you have any other thoughts for Daniel? Uh, stay, stay in Betterment. Invest in Vanguard. You know. Go, I, go, I, with, I, go with funds. Yeah. Buy go with stocks funds. you believe in. 
I'd say, uh, yeah. Just even, even if it's even if it's more, even if they don't get the fifteen percent savings, uh, maybe buy into a company. I mean, unless he believes in that company, he could mm. know a lot about it and believe in that company. And then you would say, by all means, go for it. Yeah, if you believe in, you think it's a great company, you and your you research, know, you understand you know. it. Then, then that sounds like a great deal. That sounds like a killer deal. So, you- did you not believe in Lehman when you like invested in them? Were no, you, I did. You, did you? And you knew? No, no, no. I did believe in them. And I you did, did not, your research. And I, I did my research. And you know what? They were, they were emailing us. Everything's fine. This is all crazy. So they were, they were actually like lying to us in the email. Um, and the thing is, is I did believe in the company. You know, I, I think that I'm relatively smart in the investment sense, and shit just happens sometimes. And that's why yeah, I so say. You, I mean, but that's that's kind of my argument is if if you're making that argument, then why shouldn't he invest in in this company? Because both his income and then his savings are there. So I'm saying I wouldn't even invest in any company I work for anymore because that's too much eggs in that one basket. I see. I got you. Because your income is like huge, and right. then if your savings there too, like that you put your up shit's creek. I see what you're saying. Okay. Because I mean, if you lose your job, that's actually when you need your savings. All right. Okay. Yeah. If he loses his job because the company tanks, True. not because he's fired or because right. you know it's just he got laid off for whatever reason. But okay, I see what you're saying. Um, let's move on to question number three, shall we? Yes, I think you should take this one. So I'm going to read it. And thankfully, there's not much to read. (laughs) Using coupons to shop, are they worth your time? Take it away, Matt. Well, just like my grandmother says, depends. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, So funny you are. Oh, man. This Hmm. is a... This is a tough area because um, I'm going to tell you my, my my personal opinion about coupons. I think they're stupid and I hate them. And I think you should stop using them. But there's also TV shows based around extreme couponing. Um, and I'm going to. Only because we love watching these people be ridiculous. I'm going to make my argument for coupons. And then I'm going to have a flood of emails and Facebook tweets and whatever the hell. <laughs> uh, and you know what? I'm actually open for it, I'm open for the debate. I actually want to be proven wrong, but I don't think I will. Uh, I think coupons are stupid because sometimes, I mean, I've worked in the retail world. I was a retail marketer, right? Mm. That was my job. I know why we make coupons. I I was the maker of coupons. I was (laughs) the guy who went, we should make a coupon for this. The coupon is to bring you into the store so that you buy other shit. That was the point, right? Mm. And we usually put coupons on what's called lost leaders. Right. Okay. <clears throat> and I'm going to talk about this in another episode too because I, I had written it down. Uh, and you know what lost leaders are, right? Um, I do, but in the retail world. It. Okay. So lost leaders are, you know, and this is, and Walmart's famous for this, is they'll, they'll put a, a TV on sale, right? And they're actually selling that TV below what they bought it for, right? So mm-hmm. let's say the TV is they uh, Walmart buys the TV for their warehouse, for, you know to put in the store for five hundred bucks, and they sell it for two fifty. So they're losing two hundred and fifty dollars. Now I'm using just random numbers here, mm-hmm. uh, but the but then you go you uh, you see the paper the circular comes out you see a coupon for this TV it's 
it's $250. Oh my God, it's the cheapest I've ever seen this TV. <laughs> and you run out and you buy the TV and they're like, well, Miles will pick up a DVD player. Well, got to get the HDMI cable. Well, got to get, you know, uh, whatever the hell. And you and they and they mark up all of those little tiny things that go with the TV, and that's where they make up the cost. But they got you in the store, and since Walmart's so huge and all their TVs all the way at the back of the store, you have to walk mm. through the entire store past all the other shiny merchandise <laughs> to pick up your TV. And chances are, in in statistically, you're going to buy some other stuff. You know that's why they put eggs and milk at the very back corner of the supermarket. That's a really good idea. Well, yeah, it's retail 101. It's retail, you know, you know, store layout 101. And there's actually a term for it. Uh, if you used to remember it, I don't remember it now. Uh, but coupons are to bring you in, and then they upsell you on other shit, or the or to get you to notice the business. So uh, where I worked, you know, we would we would coupon. You know, I've worked in the pool industry, and the most common thing you, the most common chemical you buy is like shock and chlorine. And we would put the chlorine. I thought you were going to say that you're buying shock and. Oh, Oh, no. Shock and chlorine. All right, go on. That was terrible. I used to to pick up the phone and go, our prices are so low, it's shocking, which is a pool joke that. Oh, God. Can't believe I said that. Anyway. um, Thank you for following up my bad joke with your bad joke. Yeah, there you go. No one even remembers what my joke was. You're welcome. So, this idea that. I'm getting a deal. Technically, you are right, mm. uh, because they're gonna because some companies sell the coupons. They're 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 definitely taking money off. Now, some companies don't. Some money. Some companies just mark up what they are. Like I'll give you an example. Those uh, you know, those twenty percent off coupons you get from Bed Bath and Beyond. Mm. Yeah, well, everything in the store is marked up twenty percent. Oh, really? Yeah. So you're not. You're not. You're <laughs> you, you actually you'd be stupid to sh- the shop at Bed Bath and Beyond without one of those. They they give them out like candy, right? Yeah. But it's to bring you in. Like, oh, I have this 20% off coupon. I might as well go to Bed Bath & Beyond and buy what I need to buy. Well, you're just going to buy it at regular price, because, <laughs> but it's a way to bring you in. Right? I didn't even consider that. Yeah. yeah. So and so here's the thing. If you, uh, <laughs> if you buy – or like if, let's say um, you buy something every day, but then you see a coupon, right? Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh, I, I, can, I can get this thing cheaper. But it's – you know, five, ten more miles away from where you normally buy it. Well, what you don't think is that it's going to cost you the ma- the difference in the gas to get to that place and back. Oh shit, that's true. And you know what? Like most of the time, it's not even that much money you're saving to be. Yeah, it's with. it's pe- it's pennies or it's or it's a dollar maybe. And mm. I argue that uh, people end up buying things they don't need just because a coupon exists, right? So. Mm. Uh, this is a uh, and this is an example that I use a lot, which is I. Uh, this is especially true in the food industry. So this is why every single Sunday people spend. First of all, you spend fifty cents on a newspaper. You're not going to read for circulars. I know people do- have done that. I'm not saying all people do that, but I know people mm. have done that. Immediately, that's you're paying fifty cents to save fifty cents. Kind of like whatever. Mm. So they get the coupon and they're like, "Ooh, Chef Boyardee is a dollar. You normally it's two dollars." So I'm going to go and buy a shit ton of Chef Boyardee because Chef Boyardee doesn't go bad, right? Right. And they go and buy a bunch of it. Well, you weren't going to buy that Chef Boyardee. You weren't going to buy it. But mm. because it was on sale, now you're going to buy it. So is it better not to buy it at all or buy it only because there's a coupon in your hand? It's better not to get it at all if you're especially not going to eat it. 
It's and even, and terrible like, for but, your life. But that's the thing. Like you're gonna say, "Oh, well, I'll eat it. I'll eat it." And you make these compromises. You're like, because when you look through the paper, you're like, "Oh, you know, marshmallows are on sale. We can make hot chocolate. Oh my god, we can make hot chocolate." <laughs> and then you're like, "Now you're buying hot chocolate. Well, you weren't gonna make hot chocolate unless you saw that coupon. That's what they're designed for. That's mm. why we make coupons for people to bring you into our stores to make you buy shit you don't need. So." Maybe it's because of my background I have such an issue with coupons. <laughs> you know? Am I making any sense? Yeah. I, I just I just can't help but think that you have a vendetta against Chef Boyardee. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> I don't even think he's real. I just don't like him. His I don't face like looks him. stupid. I want to move on, but um This is like the fiftieth episode that you've discussed, Jeff Boyardee. Alright, but I will admit there are some there are some reasons like I actually I use a couponing system in my in my own life. Mm. Uh, I love Starbucks coffee, right? So right. I, I, I walked to Starbucks and I got a Starbucks coffee and they said, hey, do you want this card? If you come in nine times, uh, the 10th coffee's free. Mm. And in my head, I go, well, shit, yeah, I do because I come in here every single day. Mm-hmm. Rego- I didn't even know this coupon existed. And they were like, you can get your 10th coffee is always free. Now, does that make me go in multiple times to, so, that I can, so that I can get to that free one? No, that just sits in my wallet. And every single time I go, I make sure to bring it out and use it. And then on the 10th one, I'm like, oh, I get a free coffee today. And, and again, I have this coupon in my hand that's got like nine check marks on it. I don't like run and go get a coffee because I have it. I just wait till the next time that I would normally go and get it. Same with haircuts. I do the same thing with that. By the way, I could tell you now how to how to improve your use of the Starbucks coupon on the iPhone in the passbook. It's it's not a real Starbucks. It's a Barnes and Noble Starbucks. It's, a whole oh. it's it's only for the you know the college that I'm at. It's only for Rowan College. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it doesn't. Yeah, I know. There's. I don't have the. They don't. I don't even know if they accept the regular Starbucks one because it's not. They don't like make crazy coffees there. It's just like they serve the coffee or whatever. But mm. um, but yeah, tell me about that later because I want to know. Let's move on to uh. Ryan Lipinski, question number four. You ready? Yes, sir. I was wondering whether it was better to get... <sighs> Do it again. I wonder. I was wondering whether it was better to get it my... Oh, I was reading it right. You're reading it right. Okay. So, some, some emails we get are, are mistyped. All right. All right. So I'm going to have to figure this out. I was wondering. It's not that hard. I know, I know. It's I, I, dyslexic. So, like, even like the smallest things throws me off. So, I was wondering whether it was better to get it my get in my eight thousand dollar loan. Okay, let me read it. Let me read it. Fine. I was wondering whether it was better to get my eight thousand dollar loan at three point five four percent out of the way first before investing, or if I could make more investing and keep a slightly lower monthly payment. And I was like, you know, that's a pretty low interest rate. That's very interesting. And I, so I wanted to find out. So I, I made a few assumptions. Um, I'm assuming that every year he will earn 7% gains on his investment. And every year he's going to put the full one, th- he's going to put his full investment in um, on January 1st. Right? So this will have the entire year to make the seven percent, and uh, and so I just picked an arbitrary timeline to to calculate this out. So I said he's going to contribute one thousand dollars a year to this test, 
It's either going to be $1,000 to pay off his loan, so he paid off in eight years, or it's $1,000 into an investment, and then in eight years, he'll pay off his loan with whatever he's made. So right? he's gonna. So every year, he's going to pay $2,000. One's going to go into an investment account. Nope. No, 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 no. Every year, he's going to pay only $1,000. So $1,000, eight years, $8,000. He'll, for the most part, pay off his loan. Right, there'll be a little bit of interest. It'll be a little bit more, or or he'll invest and then put the results into the into the loan. So, year one, basically, I'll walk you through. So, if you did not pay off your loan based on your interest rate at the end of year one, you'd have eight thousand two hundred eighty-three dollars in the balance. Then it'd be eighty-five seventy-six. Then mm, eighty-eight eighty. Wait, wait, wait. He has to pay a minimum payment. No, I'm saying. Uh, okay, fine. So a minimum payment, but that's like less $20. That's not significant in the, but, but thanks. Thanks for kind of ruining uh, it. I mean, no, it's not kind of ruining it. The, the result is still the same. Okay. Blah, blah, blah. Um, if he didn't pay down the loan and he invested, you know, the first year he'd have a thousand seventy in his investment because it'd be a thousand dollars and then. 7% is $70. Ba, 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 ba. Until he gets to the eighth year, it would actually be that his loan would have grown to 10567 Obviously less a few uh, $20 minimum payments. Um, and his, but his investment would have grown to $10,977. So if we consider literally perfect conditions... And that the full thousand is going in on January 1st, and it's 7% every year gains, he would actually make $410.90 more if he invested it as opposed to paying off the loan. So, in a vacuum, I think that would be an excellent idea. This was a video game, I think that would be an excellent idea. However, there's no way to guarantee the 7%. It's likely not to hold every year. It's going to fluctuate. Um, and I just think it's generally just risky. It's just, uh, it's, it's likely not, and plus he's not probably going to be able to put the full thousand in. It's going to have to dribble out throughout across the year. Um, so while it does work out on paper, I don't think it's that smart. And I want to go a little bit further in that most loans are not that low of an interest rate. And it only seems to work because it's so low. If it was but a little bit higher, it wouldn't make sense. Mm-hmm. So, so generally, uh, it just, just makes sense just to dump it all in the debt, like we say. Take that out of the way. It's guaranteed because you know what you will save, mm-hmm. whereas investments, you don't know what you will make. Okay. Good answer. I was hoping that was going to be your final answer. <laughs> Uh, question number five comes from Chelsea Daniels. So I'm a little, so I'm in a little bit of a unique situation in that I don't currently have any debt and I am working at a great job. However, I'm leaving said job this fall to go graduate to go to graduate school and pursue a career I'm really excited about. That's awesome, by the way. Yeah. Uh, any advice on how to avoid getting myself in a big financial hole by the time I'm done the two year program? It's a it's all self funded. And I have a savings to cover about half of it, but I want to make smart choices about what kind of loans, if any, I should take out 
or other creative ways to fund my education. The program is full-time and won't allow me to work any significant amount of hours at a formal job in the meantime. This is an excellent question. Mm. And do you have any advice for Chelsea? Yes. I actually wish I put it at the front. It's such a good question. Okay. Yeah, probably. But uh, next time. Um, So anyways, so one, uh, from what we learned talking to the experts, because we've had a lot of, we we personally have not had student loan debt, but we've had quite a few experts come on and school us on it. Um, And then listen to those episodes. They're excellent. Adam Carroll, Heather Jarvis. uh, Mm -hmm. There might have been one or two more. But um, aim for a federal loan. The interest rates are better, and uh, it's possible that you can have loan forgiveness. Private loans, not so much, and it's actually – you should really avoid private student loans at at all costs. If possible. If possible. And I would say um, make sure if you have any savings left over while you're going into school that you put all of them in an investment account and leave them there until the day before you graduate because your loans don't incur interest while you're in school. So, you know, it's a fixed amount, the loan, but if you have your savings, you can grow it slowly with your investments. And then the last day before you graduate, just take it all out of your investment and pay it off before interest is, is yeah, divvied out. Yeah. Yeah. So that's in terms of like general uh, strategy to save and pay and tell me. But she said she's not making any money. During that time. Right. So, so the last one I have is, is on that. Uh, gone are the days that you need a full-time job and you're at the whim of some guy at Applebee's with your schedule and, and all that good stuff. There are tons of things that you could do to, to hustle on the side. Uh, I was actually on my way home for the airport and I talked to a kid. who was, I mean, he's not uh, probably as old as you are. He was 25, but he was doing this exact same thing on the side Whenever he has free time, and it happened to be when I need to go home from the airport, he does Uber. He signed up. It's free. The, the customers are built in. You know, They seek you out, basically. And he just earns on the side. And so it's super easy for him. Makes extra money. You could do stuff like that. Yeah, huh. but she's saying that the program is full-time and won't allow her to have any significant hours at a formal job. So Yeah, so any significant hours at a formal job. I find it highly unlikely that there's no downtime or that she doesn't have enough time in odd hours. Right, I mean, she's, she's saying that, that she can't go work like a, you know, a job with fixed hours. Right, so you could do Uber for one hour a week, right? I mean, yeah, it's completely I, up to you. That's all right. Yeah, but I've, I've ne- well, I've not. Ne- I mean, I'm assuming Chelsea's a girl, so I don't know if you've never had a girl Uber driver. No, is that a thing? I it it's it's not like only men are allowed. I to thought do it. no, I know it's not only men that are allowed, but I figured it was predominantly male because of the risk factors. Risk factor. Yeah, you don't know who you're picking up. All right. I mean, we're we're okay. We're we live in roughly civilized areas, so I guess if you live in Iraq, I don't advise that you do this. <laughs> All right. So what I mean, what other things can she do? I mean, like the the idea of starting a blog, right? Blog. I mean, like what we do. And and so what I kind of said. Oh, uh, freelance writing. You can if she's a writer. Uh, I don't know what kind I, of job she's getting into, but there's there's so many side gigs on Craigslist you can you can do. Absolutely. I, I thought I had a really good idea for her All because right, she's going and she's paying for this education. You know, she works, she saved, whatever. Yeah. What she should do every day after class, she should write what she learned. In an article, 
on a blog and or do a video or do a podcast. And when you're done, you will have the entirety of the knowledge that you just went to school for on your blog available for free. You will have such the audience when you're done and it will be so helpful, especially if you do it while you're learning like that. That's like that's the million dollar idea right there. I wish I did that. Okay, uh, Chelsea, I'm speaking to you. Uh, what you need to do, and this is just an idea, so you can take it or leave it. Uh, there's a gentleman named Pat Flynn. He has a website called Smart Passive Income. Uh, what he did to start his business was he was going to school f- to be an architect, and he was uh, trying to get the lead certification, which is about you know being an architect for like green, you know, uh, eco-friendly buildings. And what he did was while he was attending and getting the certification, he started a WordPress account, right? So it's wordpress.com uh, and it's a blog. It's an online blog, like a journal. Super and easy. You don't need any technical yeah, it's sort knowledge. Of like exactly what we had to do. You don't have to build, know how to build a website. He just started a blog. And that's where he kept – and that's where he wrote and kept all his notes for this lead certification program. And he just had it available for free online, all of his notes. But it was for him. He didn't even it think It was for him. Else. Yeah, he wasn't thinking of anyone else. Although I have to disagree that he probably was. But, mm. you know, the story is better if he didn't know. So he took all his notes. He made blog posts out of it, right? He posted it. They were public. But he really needed it for himself. And then one day he went and checked the stats. And he was getting, like, what is it, 5,000 uh, hits a day? Yeah. Right? An Which amazing amount of traffic. Yeah. And he ended up turning it into, like, a full-time, like, lot of money selling he basically packaged up all of the blog posts that he made and turned it into a pdf that he sold for like as a study guide for the lead certification program i don't know if this is something that you can do depending on what you're going to school for but it's a thought and the thing is you're paying a premium to go to a school that most people can't afford right most people can't afford the school and so they will pay not only that but think of this you're doing the work, right? You're studying. Everybody could use a study buddy, a study guide. Mm. So what you're doing is creating the study guide for people who are coming after you and the people who are actually in school with you. Yeah. If, so if you're smart. Put your homeworks up there. Right. Put everything Put up Put everything up. It's, you're not going to get in trouble, right? I mean, I guess it depends on what you're, what you're, what you're doing, but I don't, there's really nothing wrong with that. Mm-mm. And, you know, that's just an idea. And you could start to – uh you know, if you, if you, if you, if there's a book, you link to the book and you create a link on Amazon, you can set up an Amazon associates account and people who click that link will pay you money. I make a majority of my money, people buying shit through my website on Amazon, like really good money. Yeah. Like really good money. So, uh, just a thought. And I just want to say, because it was such a terrific idea that I had that if you do happen to do this, and become wealthy beyond your wildest dreams, all I ask is that you send me a postcard that says you were right. Uh, those are my favorite words. In the Even universe. if you don't become wealthy beyond your wildest dreams, if you get to pay for college before you get out, that would be awesome. That would be, yeah, pretty epic. But uh, Chelsea, email us back, because if you have more questions about that particular thing, and if you're interested in that at all, we'd be happy to like walk you through we're, that. We're wealth of it we're overflowing with yeah that's kind of what we do so it comes out of yeah uh so that's it that's all five questions so thank you to chelsea uh thank you to ryan thank you to jackie daniel and danny d 
for all those questions. They were really good, and uh, and you did your research on these ones. I'm going to have to admit, Andrew, very very well done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. very well done. So. Uh, if you guys have any questions you'd like us to answer on the show as part of this series or at individual episodes, you can email us at listenmoneymatters at gmail.com. And if you like the show, you know you should leave us a review. We really do need the reviews. We appreciate the reviews. We read the reviews on the air like I'm about to do right this second. If you def- And if you leave a review, email us and let us know that you did, and we'll send you something special. And today's review is uh, by Mr. Lamont from Canada. Some Canadian listeners. Hmm. I wonder what that's uh, all about. A boot. Awesomely awesome. I, I'm sure they're tired of hearing that we a boot. I'm sure they're trying to <laughs> like, okay, we get it. We say about weird. Yeah. Uh, no, but thank you. Uh, this podcast will make you love thinking about personal finance. If you have no idea what you're doing, this podcast is for you. You will learn a lot very quickly because Matt and Andrew make it so fun. One thing I have noticed is that sometimes Andrew doesn't talk much when a guest is on. Please do. <laughs> a lot of tidbits come out of your mouth, so I want to hear them. Aw, thanks. A lot of tidbits go-, go in his mouth, too. That's what she said. Hey. Or, or, yeah. <laughs> no, but seriously, I- I'm going to uh, try a little harder. Matt, Matt makes it tough for me because he's such a chatty Cathy. So uh, I have a method where I just I click click I click a button and it shocks Matt and then uh, it's terrible. Just close it. <laughs> Don't pause. Block me. You said Thanks. it was a chatty Kathy. So I was making you sweat. <laughs> I actually did sweat. I'm like, oh my god, what do I Matt, do now? I'm Say stuck something. on a bad joke. Say something. I'm I'm, I'm dying here. Dead air. Uh, would have been good if it was a good joke, though. And if you want to invest in Betterment, go to listenmoneymatters.com slash Betterment. Try it out. And we mm-hmm. talked about Betterment in this episode, right? We did. All right, cool. Last but not least, if you want to learn more about personal finance and money management and all types of uh, wonderful things, you uh, can go to listenmoneymatters.com. That's where we live. That's our home base. <laughs> it's where our podcast lives. It's where our blog lives. And that's where we live, I guess, on the internet. So that's it. Thanks again for hanging out with us, and we look forward to the next episode. Later, Andrew. Later, Matt.